It's election year and already controversial. I didn't know any of this. I see those as issues for New Zealand First. I'm not wasting my time with any more of these questions. Welcome to the 100th episode of One News Inside Parliament. It's our weekly catch-up about the political stories that we've been covering as we head towards the September election. I'm Jessica Much Mackay. I'm Mikey Sherman. And I'm Benedict Collins. And we're going to start how we always start, with our pits and our peaks. Now, not quite the week, but maybe the summer we'll take it. So my peak is to be back at work. I'm very pleased to be here. A little bit sad to be leaving the baby at home, but really keen to be back into it and the stories so far this year have made it fun. So that's my my peak to kick off the year. Yeah, good peak. I'll roll on from that and add that um, Jess and I both had our little babies up at Waitangi this year. So that was sort of our first week, our first taste um, back into the political sphere. Took the wee ones and their fathers up to Waitangi. So it was sort of business and pleasure. So that was really nice to have the babies around um, in between uh, interviewing politicians up at Waitangi and all of that. And Waitangi's always fun. It was pretty good this year. Yeah, it was. It was a bit of balancing mum life and work life. It can be done. Yeah, well, yeah, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and shout out to the 100th podcast episode. I love it. And for me, uh, peak has been what an incredible week we've had so far. I'm going to have a look at, talk about these issues a bit more in depth, but you know, um, Jamie Lee Ross getting charged by the Serious Fraud Office, you know, after he, after it was him who went and laid the complaint, revealed the crime in the first place, you know, and we've seen, um, you know, New, New Zealand first um, in, all, in all sorts of trouble. Winston Peters all over the show about this um, foundation, secretive foundation that's been bankrolling their party. Big developments on this this week as well. Serious Fraud Office looking into them. Well. Yeah, wow, it very much sums it up. It's been good. Our pits this week, I'm going to ignore the pit and just take another peek because I'm feeling very positive today. Um, And that goes to David Seymour. I think he had the best set-up shot of the week, which was him um, dancing and um, doing some moves there, which made for some very nice creative writing for my poll story. And he also won, I think, the quote of the week with his hexagon, pentagon, should be gone. So I think um, he definitely wins. He should get a couple of prizes for that. So he he gets a a tick in my book this week. Getting down with the youngsters on that TikTok (laughs) life. (laughs) Um, Perhaps we should do one for for the podcast. Mm. We should, we should. However, Um, my pit this week probably uh, is an add-on to Benedict's, um, which is Jamie Lee Ross. Um, you know, fascinating stuff there. Um, we obviously saw him do that big kamikaze last year, drive down from Auckland to Wellington, hold a press mm. conference, uh, 2018, sorry, um, hold a press conference, and then he even held one outside um, the police station. The pit for me is that, you know, yesterday um, suppression was lifted and we didn't really hear much from him no no sort of big press conference no no sort of interviews granted just a statement sent out and I just think if you were happy for the big show in 2018 um, let the show continue let the show roll on so um, I look forward to seeing him back at parliament where we could put some questions to him uh, on that issue yeah and uh, I guess Pitt for me I mean you kind of expect it but um, trying to get some straight answers out of Winston Peters has been um Difficult this week. You didn't interpret yeah. the um, Radio Gaga. You didn't get that as a straight no, answer. No, no. I from think um, various times called Sunshine called an idiot by our <laughs> Deputy Prime <laughs> Minister this week, and it was fascinating actually at um, post cab this week watching the Prime Minister. No, I haven't talked to him about it. No, I don't mm. see this as a matter. Of, you know, not even willing to confront him about his behaviour and what role he had in you know taking 
photographs of reporters um, who, who were in a public place, so you can take photos of them, but that he went out and claimed credit for doing that originally. And, you know, since then he's tried to backtrack. Just very, very interesting that the Prime Minister won't even you know, bring it up with them. Well, let's talk more about Jamie Lee Ross. He's come up a bit in what we've talked about in our pits and our peaks. So it's been a bit of a, as you say, wow week. Do you want to kick us off? You've been diving into it. Well, yeah, so quite incredible. So we'd known for a while that they'd been, that he had been charged. And we've had the National Party coming out and saying, hey, you know, none of our MPs, none of our staff, none of our party officials w- w- were charged here. It, but, you know, like in, 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 the, in the track we ran last night, come on, Jamie Lee Ross, you know, he was their chief whip. He was their main fundraiser. Um, you know, it was him who was responsible for going out and getting these donations. You know, he was so high up in the National Party. Um, he's He's been charged. You know, people are calling it a spectacular own goal. But he put out the statement yesterday where he talks about how, how he's been set up um, and how it's outrageous that he's been charged. It's like, man, you went and laid the complaint. You With went and police. Laid, and you, do you remember the phone went, conversation? I think that's the, the... He released the phone conversation. Yeah. Remember that extraordinary it's, day? It's just breathtaking. And he, he yeah. put out those those conversations um, highlighting that chat with Simon Bridges and we saw it all. And he was the one who brought it to light and, 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 and raised you, attention and to it. one of the questions you asked him, Jess, at the big stand-up outside the police station was, you know, it looks like you've done things that are wrong here. And, and I think in his answer to you, said, oh, well, yes, but I was aware there may have been some things wrong that I was asked to do, but... Yeah, that was always the sort of risk that he ran um, by taking this complaint and laying it with police is that he was essentially the bag man. He was the money man, the guy who would facilitate and organise as the chief whip um, all of the donations coming in. And that's exactly what he admitted to in that recording, um, you know, when he was speaking with Simon Bridges, is that, you know, remember when you asked me to uh, do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so it was always going to be a big risk that, that... that it would come back to bite him in the backside, and that's exactly what's happened. And look, it's not—it's um, not over by any stretch. It's still before the courts, and and it'll mm. go go through that process, and and a lot more light will be shone on this issue. But it just—it—it's almost—it's not a full stop of this mm. really unbelievable political story. It just still keeps going on and on and on. Another yep. um, another sort of uh, victim, you could argue, or sort of, um, uh, yeah, to, to, to this whole saga, um, is obviously that we've also seen the resignation of Sarah Dowie, um, who announced that she wouldn't um, be running for Parliament again at the election. Um, and obviously, you know, viewers and listeners may remember that she got caught up in all of this um, near the start um, of, this, of this whole um, episode um, when things started coming out. And, yeah, she announced earlier this year alongside a couple of other national uh, MPs that she wouldn't be seeking re-election, just saying that, you know, she's she's basically yeah, had enough. Because it had and been I, revealed that she'd had an, been having an affair with um, Jamie Lee Ross, right? And I have to say I was surprised by her resignation because mm. she had, had gone sought, through that yeah, re-selection selection again. And so I kind of I kept half an eye on it because I thought, oh, if she doesn't go for re-selection again, that's obviously our sign that mm. she's not keen. But she went through that process and then clearly took the summer... To, to have a bit of a think. And, um, I mean, I think the other factor for her as well is being way down south there. It's a little bit of a mission for some of these re- 
r- rural and regional MPs to get in here, and I think you've got to you've got to love it and you've got to be hungry for politics. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's a bit sad that someone who clearly intelligent and and could have been a, a big player in the party. And she's got two children, right? So she would have been over the summer, as a lot of MPs do, hanging out with the whanau, and then she would have thought, you know what, bugger this. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm, this I'm, is I'm what not real life yeah. is like. Mm. Hey, yeah. So I um, had, had a chance to go through the charge sheets that the um, serious fraud officers um, you know, laid against the, the three Auckland Chinese businessmen and Jamie Lee Ross. So uh, I think three of them, Jamie Lee Ross and two of the businessmen, charged over two $100,000 donations to the National Party. Basically, in essence, what they're saying is they, they, they split these $100,000 donations up into sums just under 15000 spread that money out, all got gave that to the National Party so that the, the identity of their donor was never declared. One of them is also facing another charge relating to uh, basically trying to come in and conceal how all this happened as well, and seven years in prison for a lot of these charges that have been laid against them. So, you know, this this is really, really serious. And it, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see when they've all indicated they're going to contest the charges. They're all going to go um, you know, plead not guilty and try and, and fight these charges. It'll be fascinating to see when this actually comes to court, especially for the people of Botany. If it doesn't come up this year, you you know, you could be voting for an MP who's current MP who's facing very, very serious I'd charges. I'd say this is the nail in the coffin for Jamie Lee Ross and Botany. I mean, I think people, voters in Botany, and we, we sort of heard, you know, we, we ran Voxies in one of your tracks last year, and there was still some uh, support mm. for him him there. But I think this um, issue is just, just cries drama, more drama. You know, the fact that he had, uh, you know, kamikaze from his party was one thing, laid complaints with police, yes, but now that he is in fact being charged, I think you'd, you'd have to think for voters in Botany that they'd be getting quickly tired of all of this drama. And I think one thing to add is one of the things that he played up last year was that he has been working really hard in the election, door knocking, etc, etc. When you're distracted by a court case like this, that's a lot harder to do. So do you know what I mean? Seven months out, you want to be cranking up, not cranking down. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. it tough. And let's remember, he doesn't have the National Party behind him anymore. You know, normally machine. an MP might yeah. have their party support and you know, with financial help as well. You know, mm. He's an independent now. Yeah. This is this is going to be on him. And it could be messy for the National Party as well if we do have a trial. You know, Jamie Lee Ross is saying in his um, lengthy statement he put out yesterday that, you know, he's not going to be the National Party's full guy. He still believes this is, um, uh, you know, the National Party's doing. He, he says things like, politics is dirty. I know that now. And I've been the victim of this, but New Zealand politics must never be corrupt. He's also promising to keep exposing dodgy donations. I mean, it's quite an incredible... Puppet or puppeteer. Quite an incredible statement from someone who's been done by a serious fraud office. I agree in a sense that I think that the National Party does have more to answer for in this whole thing. I think it's too easy for them to just sort of push this all on to Jamie Lee Ross, who is now an independent, and to these donors and say, hey, it's got nothing to do with us, nothing to do with the National Party. I think Andrew Gettison is comment in your story yesterday was right that is a very cute way to deal with that and I think as the media maybe we need to apply a little bit more pressure uh, on Simon Bridges and the party uh, on that that story just to make sure that they still remain Uh, in the mix. I I think that pressure will come especially now that name suppression's lifted you know there will be more questions right about what on earth is going on with the National Party and we wouldn't know about this if Jamie Lee Ross 
hadn't gone and alerted the police to it all. Yeah. And what does it mean for New Zealand First, do you think? I mean, if, you know, Winston Peters seems quite confident that, you know, there's nothing to see here, folks, in terms of their own issues. With their own serious fraud investigation. If if they can lay charges with the National Party, you have to think that, you know, it's certainly not a zero risk for New Zealand First, and surely they must be a bit nervous about that. And there are a few ways this can play out. Now that it's with the SFO, it can drag on until after the election and not, and we don't know about it. That's unlikely to happen and I think the Prime Minister sent a very clear signal that she doesn't want that to happen. But she doesn't um, have any control She doesn't have any control, SFO, right? but I would imagine um, that, that people sitting behind the scenes would be watching that carefully and have that public sense themselves that people need to know before they vote. So that's one option. The second option is that they can come out and they can say Winston Peters and the New Zealand First Party have some questions to answer and that can really damage the party or or they can come out and say there are a few bits and pieces here. Winston Peters comes out and says We've, we'll pay the money back, we'll um, sort it out with the president and then plays it like a like a media distraction that we're harping on about it and there's nothing to see here. But the thing is, is he's not going to have very much clear clear air before the election, even if the if the decision comes in the next couple of months. We're just ticking down really loudly. I think what we know from some of the reporting that's been happening around the New Zealand First Foundation is that companies and individuals have been doing similar things in terms of donating multiple times but just under that $15,000 threshold. Right? And the law says once you get multiple donations, you have to declare those, right? You can't just have lots of these donations mm-hmm. under this threshold. So it's going to be fascinating to see if the Serious Fraud Office lays charges and but we don't also don't know who those charges would be against. We know it's Winston Peters' right-hand man, Brian Henry... Uh, you know, he's a trustee in Doug Woolerton. But then you've also got the party side and the party secretary who, I think, you know, in, in the past, um, party secretaries have run into trouble at yeah. New Zealand First, you know, and, and had to go through court cases themselves. So yeah. really unclear about, you know, what, who would be charged or even if charges are going to be laid here. It's just, yeah, I think it's going to um, be an extraordinary thing to play out, especially given the timing of the election. Shall we just go through a few of these things? We're going to do things a little bit differently and talk about some of the issues that we think will come up in the election. Shall we rattle through a few of them? Um, what do you guys see as the, as the big election issues to watch out for? I think poverty is going to be one. I think we've seen you know, the, the food grants um, MSD just going through the roof. Uh, you know, the amount of Kiwis without enough food to eat is just rocketing. You've got uh, more people coming into the benefits. You've got, you know, uh, things in the welfare space are looking really, really dire. And you've got the government ignoring the experts from its own welfare advisory group who said you need to raise benefits. Mm-hmm. People don't have enough money to live on. And I think that's for a government that came in promising to get rid of excessive sanctions and do things better at this end of the scale, I think that's going to be one issue that we're going to watch and, and see a lot more on this year. Yeah, raising benefits is going to be an interesting point because yesterday in the um, United Nations report um, that came out on housing, which labelled our housing problems as a human rights crisis, um, they also said that um, benefits are too low and that um, even the, the sort of support that they have in place like sort of winter energy payments and and so on and so forth, those aren't um, reaching those who are most at risk. So this is a report from the United Nations, you know, basically spelling out, you know, that we need 
urgent targeted assistance for Māori who are heavily impacted by the housing issues and so on and so forth. So I think you're right. I think poverty, housing, those issues are going to be big. We actually did a um, a camera operator, Scarlett Wilden, myself, we did a a walk around last week Mm. um, with a a group in in Wellington that, um, you know, care and provide support for homeless people. It It was fascinating sort of being out... I think five o'clock in the morning and looking you know sort of they're going along and doing welfare checks with with people sleeping rough in wellington and sort of having a, a look at that issue and and as part of that story we also spoke to people outside auckland action against poverty and there was a, a mum there who had six kids and i think and she her, her landlord selling her house and she's saying within two weeks her and her six kids are going to be living in a car if they can't get urgent help and they're just on these waiting lists for homes I think 15,000 Kiwis on these on these waiting lists trying to get into public homes and the in the private rental markets just you know going through the roof out of control and I think that's the thing we're going to have as well as homelessness is going to be how people are feeling paying rent how people are feeling about being able to buy their first home I think that whole housing in the broader context is going to be important as well and I think going even a step above that how people are feeling about where we're headed in the state of the economy we're going to have the coronavirus stuff hitting the first half of this year and potentially later in the year as well how people are feeling about how the government is managing the economy and going forward and I think it's going to be how rich quote unquote people are feeling if they're feeling um, like they're able to um, pay for the things they need if they feel like they're able to pay their bills pay the rent pay the mortgage all of that so I think there's that side of things I think a couple of things to watch out for as well in 2020 is I think we're going to see the emergence perhaps of some minor parties who might be trying to have a crack. I think we're also going to see a really interesting um, positioning. and I think we've seen a little bit of that this year as well with the the Prime Minister particularly trying to position herself as trying uh, being a bit above the fray, so not getting into the um, bickering and and nastiness quote unquote of the debate and I think trying to therefore position Simon Bridges as being you know the opposition that's always negative and negative and negative so I think it's going to be interesting to watch how they sort of both try to hold their lines on that and and see how that plays out as well so maybe a slightly more presidential style campaign than we've seen and in And maybe that's years. why we've seen the way that she's been acting with this New Zealand First saga is that she hasn't um, allowed herself to be dragged into Winston Peters' issues. She's yeah. tried to hover above there, even though I agree she absolutely should be sort of um, putting her position on, on the line. I mean, the fact that she hasn't spoken with Winston Peters on this issue is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but so it was that issue. It was the, the sort of label labour internal um, sexual harassment allegations. She basically basically came down hard on the party um, and tried to position herself as being with the um, you know, victims and, and, and saying that they could have done things better, so she's trying to stay above there. I think she'll be happy with the um, increase in her popularity numbers in our latest One News Colmar Brunton mm. poll, which we saw come out uh, last week. Yep. Um, and, and she saw that nice bounce back there by, was it 11%? Or? It was six that she went up to, so back, yeah. basically picking up what she dropped off yeah. in the election. It was 11 for Simon Bridges. Simon Bridges. Yeah. And National um, so, and Exeter Labour will form a government. Yeah, right, so, so important yeah. there to see her individual popularity 
back up to that sort of um, sort of buoyant, comfortable, very comfortable um, position. Yeah. Because she will be the face of Labour and the government going into this election. It will be a presidential style election for the Labour Party. And I just think it'll be interesting. I think um, the other thing that we should keep an eye out as well, talking of polls, polls. is your story on the referenda that are coming out this year. So those two issues I think are going to be really interesting in the way they cloud the election campaign and the election coverage because you're going to be asked to vote on those referenda issues so there'll be a whole lot of education campaigning on that and you're going to be asked to vote on who your MP should be and your party should be like normal. So I think the, the next seven months are going to be busy trying to get all of, cram all of that in. And I just, I'll be interesting to see how distracted we are um, and the public is by these two big issues that, are, that we're going to be asked to vote on. Hey, can I ask you, what do you think? Prime Minister's answer is, when it comes to Winston Peters and New Zealand First, she wants to wait to see what the outcome of the serious fraud, you know, launching the informal investigation is. She wants to wait to see, you know, if, if, if anything, you know, if charges are laid or what, what the outcome is. What do you make of that? What's the name of the, the organisation looking into this? The serious fraud. And I think that, well, and, Office. And, and that in itself, I think, should be the answer to the question. So I think the fact that we have the Deputy Prime Minister being looked at. Now, when they were deciding whether they would fully investigate, maybe she had a little bit of wriggle room. They hadn't assessed the mm. evidence. They are now looking into it. And I think that she needed to take some action on it. Now, whether he stands down or not, I guess that's a political decision but she needed to talk to him about it and she needed to to front up on it because I think her being out on this island defending him and him coming around and just brushing us off it's yeah it, this is a serious thing we shouldn't we shouldn't joke about it and especially play songs when, when, and when we've heard the Labour Party touting to be the most transparent government ever or, you know, well, I just wonder what's going to happen to New Zealand in, in the corruption, international corruption indexes, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you've got Jamie Lee Ross being done by the SFO, you've got National Donkey Deep in that, mm. and, and now you've got the Deputy Prime Minister and his party yeah, know, I think in, in hot water with the SFO as well. We don't know if charges are going to be laid there or not, but I can just uh, imagine we're just we tumbling down that ranking. I think we a little bit careful in that we're not sort of framing it as though this is an investigation into Winston Peters himself. It's an investigation into the party. Yes, we know he is the face, he is the party. And he set up the foundation. But specifically, he, he, it, it's into the party. So it's, it's, it's trying well, to sort of be careful. You're right about that nuance, that. but I guess um, it is it is looking in the t- into the foundation that, as you say, he but, set up. He set up with Brian Henry, right? Yeah, and it is... Winston yeah. first in lots of ways as well. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it, there's going to be so many things to, to look out for and, and get mm. excited about this year. And I'm I pumped. think, yeah, I think it's been, it's been good to have a, a break in a quote unquote for a few months um, and come back in because, yeah, it's been an exciting couple of weeks. So let's leave that there for our 100th episode, which is pretty big achievement to the team here that put this together um, and we'll wrap it up at also our first one of 2020. So this was One News Inside Parliament. It's our weekly catch up about the political stories that we've been covering. We're on Instagram, Twitter and on Facebook. It's available around this time each week on One News Now Online and check us out on your favourite podcasting app. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.